something that I didn't really think was ever possible, just like going to college as a freshman student, because you don't have your family to show for experience for that. Um, it kind of just like in my household and in many households probably, it was pretty much like either you go to school or you work. Welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast, where each episode we share the stories of individuals that are living out their bucket slash life goal lists. I am your host, Roger Williams, and through hearing our guests' adventures, my goal is that you will find encouragement and empowerment to add and cross items off of your list. At this time, I'd like to welcome my guest, Corelli Sanchez. Corelli is a pre-med student that describes herself as ambitious and driven. Corelli, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, tell us first, what was the thing that you crossed off your list? I crossed off receiving a full ride scholarship to a bachelor's program. Um, so yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's awesome. When did you like decide that you wanted to get a, to go to college and get a full ride scholarship? I think it was probably like my senior year where I realized that the money situation to go to college is something that needs to be addressed. And I like put in my head that I need to save money. I need to apply for scholarships and I need to advocate for myself in order to get the money that I need. And it ended up giving me a full ride. <laughs> and so what were some of the things once you made that decision to, to, um, that you were going to go to college and that you want and that you needed to get a full ride. Uh, what were some of the things that you did to make that happen? Um, I honestly didn't know where to start. So I looked up to the people in my school, in my high school, and they kind of helped sort of routing me into the correct direction and said, here's what you need to do if you want the maximum money that you can receive. And that truly helped a lot. Um, so I do have to give thanks to all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and were you a good student? I mean, was, was was this the scholarship that you received? Was it about your grades? Was it about who you are? What was what were the kind of things that you had to hone in on and, and do well with to, to make sure that you got a scholarship like that? Um, it, it's about everything, honestly. It's about um, how my grades were in high school. I submitted those. I also told them a little bit about myself through a personal statement. And it was also financial need and being someone who's first gen and first gen to go to college and graduate high school. So it was a lot of those things combined that did take a part of like me getting a scholarship such as a full ride. You said first gen, explain that uh, to the audience, what that means. For me, it means a couple different things. I am first-gen Mexican-American. I am first-gen high school student, so the first person in my family to graduate high school. And I am also a first-gen college wow. student, the first person in my family to ever go to college. That's, that's, that's awesome. What were, what were some of the things that you think being a first-gen student um, were uh, difficult for you uh, in that position to to make some of these moves to go to college and to get a full ride scholarship? It was definitely a process. Um, it was something that I didn't really think was ever possible, just like going to college as a first-gen student, because you don't have your family to show for experience for that. Um, 
it kind of just like in my household and in many households probably it was pretty much like either you go to school or you work and it never really seemed like you could do both and so I for a long period of my life I thought okay time to go to work but I was really driven at school I enjoyed learning and I I had big goals that did require an education and so that was also part of it where did that come from? Where did those, where did having those goals and like you describe yourself being driven and ambitious, where, where do you think that came from? I think a lot of it has to do with seeing, being the youngest in my family and seeing my, my siblings and their struggle with school and deciding well, school or work. And most of them decided work and I saw their struggles and they would tell me like, continue going to school if that's what you want. Like, you have to really want it. I feel like that was sort of my motivation that, that I wanted it. So, and they were telling me I could do it. So. Corelli, as a, as a first gen POC student at college, are there specific resources that you found have been helpful to you uh, while you're in college? Oh yeah. Um, so since I go to a private university, they don't have TRIO, which was a program I was a part of mm. during high school, um, but they have something very similar it's called the multi-ethnic program map for short um but they basically host events for people of color and i like joined the program and they also hosted like an early orientation so that like students of color would get to ask like all their questions and first-gen students would get to ask all their questions and move in early and also tour the campus multiple times get like actual reinforcements and friendships building and they also provide a lot of snacks for us. <laughs> um, we we always tend to like drop by and be like, hey, can I grab some snacks? And they're like, yeah, grab as many as you want. Um, yeah, they're very sweet. And they host a lot of events, keeping us all in touch. Now, as a full ride student, do you do you also do you find a need to work or are you just being a student? I growing up in a household where it was worker school, I couldn't choose. So I am working right now. Um, I am working as a dialysis tech, which is really cool. And it's a first step into medicine. And Yeah, that's great. Clinical hours just working there and doing my job. So it's very cool. Yeah, that gives you uh, insight into, into the medical field at some level. So that's good. It's not just like working at the movie theater or something. It's yeah. like that. And uh, you're studying what? I'm currently a human biology major. Okay. And what do you want to do with that? I want to continue my education after going, getting my bachelor's. I want to go to a master's program to get my PA license and become a physician's assistant full-time afterwards. All right. Um, and why, why that career? Why that career path? What was, what's inspiring you to, to take on the medical field? I've always wanted to be in the medical field and I didn't really know where I wanted to go. I wanted to try a couple things out and I wanted to go through different specialties. And that's where I kind of landed on being a PA. PAs get the opportunity to change specialties whenever they want and learn different things. That is what intrigued me the most because I'm a very indecisive person. (laughs) (laughs) And so having that option to say, you know what, I want to take a step back from this and work on something else kind of was drawing to me. Yeah, I didn't know that about PAs. That's interesting. What was the hardest thing you think for you 
was put in your way or uh, the obstacle that you needed to overcome to, to accomplish this goal? I would have to say it was like the imposter syndrome, feeling like I might have not deserved it as much as the next person or being in college in general and feeling the imposter syndrome there where I'm like, am I as smart as all the kids? And do I deserve to be in this class? Why, where does that come from? Why do you think you weren't capable? I think there is not enough representation of um, people of color going to college or people of color earning this amount of scholarships or the representation in general needs to be fixed. And most of the time you hear about these full rides being given to 4.0 GPA students. Typically they could afford tutors. They, their family could afford private schools. Their family could like afford all these different things in order to make sure their child is successful. Those get represented a lot and not really, hey, this student of color really deeply needs financial aid. They're very smart, very driven. Let's give them money. You never really hear that story. Awesome. And did you find that to be true when you when you got to school, especially when you got to college and you were on campus? Is that is that lack of representation? Is that is that an accurate thing? And and if so, how do you how do you work in that environment um, to continue on? I'm actually very fortunate. This is the first year that the university I'm attending is majority POC, which is amazing. And it's very great to see. Um, but I did see the lack of representation when it came to professors, mm -hmm. professors, majority white. Um, so there is a lack of representation in the professor industry where they're, they're mainly white. And, you know, I've also thought about maybe being a professor or also teaching. So it would have been nice to like also see a person of color also teaching as well. Yeah, I was, I've been a teacher uh, in my, as you know, in my previous lifetime. And um, that was something that um, I always struggled with because I always taught in, in places that were majority um, POC. And so I struggled with that and tried my best to encourage students to, um, of color to, to say, can you, you could be a teacher. <laughs> um, yeah. Unfortunately, both those professions uh, don't have quite the, the, uh, um, support i would say as you know becoming a doctor or a pa but um but they're still definitely worthy and you can make uh, especially um out in this the west coast you can make good money being a teacher so currently the academic work um that you do in college do you find it's uh, harder than high school the same as high school what where do you feel like you were prepared for that and do you get helps for that stuff as well in in college honestly i would say as far as like preparedness, my high school was very lenient mm. and college is not lenient, or at least my college is not lenient whatsoever. <laughs> um, basically, if you're late, you're late, you're, you're not going to be in the class or if you're late on assignments, you're not going to have a chance to turn it in. In high school, I like sometimes like I just knew that the teachers would let us turn it in last minute. Mm. So it was very lenient um, as far as like the workload goes. I would say it is a little bit more than high school, but that's just because it goes at a much faster pace. Mm -hmm. um, but I think for the most part, it is reasonable work. Um, if you just like cut out the time and like organize yourself as well. It's mainly 
time management and putting time aside to work on your things. I think the one thing that's probably helped me the most out is like studying with my friends because mm. you don't always have all the time in the world to hang out and do something really fun and really cool. So sometimes just like having your friends there and just like getting work done and then having like 15 minutes of chat in between. If you ran into another student and we're talking to them, a high school student that was also a first gen uh, person of color, what would you, and they said, I want, I want to go to school. What would be the one thing that you would tell them to do? They, they, they wanted to go to college. What would be that piece of advice that you would say, Hey, if you're going to do this, you need to. Just one thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, you, you have, you can choose more, but at least one thing that, that you think you centered around the same thing. So I'll just say, um, basically apply for financial aid. And once you get your financial aid letter, evaluate, look at it in detail, look at what your expenses are actually going to be. And if you need more, ask for it. Number one thing, mm-hmm. ask for more. Whether you need it or not, ask for more. <laughs> and, I would also say consider living at home and not on campus if it will spend more money. Um, yeah, that's that's my biggest thing. Ask for more money. What's been that? What's been the one really good thing about college that surprised you? I know there's there's always things to work on and things that you know might be difficult. But what's the one thing that you've gone to college and you're like, oh, this is I'm glad I did this. I would have to say when getting like elective classes that aren't necessarily like in my major, like last quarter I took a theater class and I I almost switched my major to theater because that class was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and, amazing. and this quarter I'm taking psychology, which is very interesting. And I think like being open-minded to those classes and just taking all the information in is very it's very enjoyable. I, I always thought like college was going to be a straightforward path where you're just going to like learn everything you're going to learn, mm-hmm. whether it be a science major or a literary major or whatever. I always thought it's going to be like, okay, take all these classes and then you get your degree. No, it's getting these elective classes where it's very enjoying to watch like the professor talk and they're always so passionate. Professors are always so passionate. <laughs> Well, that's good that you have that. They're not always, but, but it's good that yeah. you have seen that. That's good. <laughs> when students apply to school, especially if you guys are worried about the finances, don't just look at community colleges or smaller schools. Look at private schools, look at state schools. Don't just look at the price tag that's initially there. There's a lot of things that go into financial aid and grants as well a lot of things you need to look at before saying, no, I'm not going to apply. I can never afford. Private schools and schools that have a big price tag on it typically will throw out a lot of more money with scholarships and grants and anything else you need, especially when you're having those conversations about, hey, I need more aid. They're typically willing to throw out more money than a state school or a community college. It's those endowments that they have, those massive endowments that from from alumni who go off and do great things like you're going to do. So, yeah, that's a, it's important to remember. A lot of schools have this thing called 100% need met, meaning they will cover everything if you absolutely cannot afford to go to school. They will cover it. They want students at their school. What's the, what's the next thing you want to cross off your list? 
I think I probably have an idea, but I I really want to travel. Okay. I I set a goal for myself this New Year's, New Year's resolutions and stuff. I was like, okay, I want to travel to three different places. And I think two of them for sure is going to be like Mexico and California and then like one other one. Mm-hmm. Especially being in college, like I get so hung up on like the homework and studying and stuff. I, I need a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> have you, so have you looked at travel abroad? Does your, does your university offer any travel abroad programs? Yeah, they do. Um, they offer them for like the full quarter. Mm-hmm. And I know there's one currently for like Greece, I believe, or Spain, mm-hmm. which that one's pretty exciting. I think mainly all of them are pretty much reserved for sophomores, juniors, and seniors. Okay. Yeah. So it's definitely something I would consider looking into next quarter or not next quarter, next year. I had a guest on the the, the show that she visited I think it was 72 countries in all uh, seven continents while she was in college. So it is doable. It is doable. (laughs) What's something on your, on the list of things you want to accomplish that isn't anything like going to college or traveling? Oh, there is skydiving. (laughs) Okay. Why skydiving? Oh, I am just not afraid of heights and I'm such like, a thrill junkie and I feel like that would be so fun I mean like it's it's dangerous yes but it, I'm doing it safely so <laughs> are there any other are there any other thrill junkie things that you would do or you... I mean I've already swam with sharks I mean that I think that was like a thrilling thing where I was just like oh, oh imagine face to face with it <laughs> Curly, uh, thank you for coming today. I appreciate you being here. Um, you are definitely an inspiration to other people. And uh, I hope that uh, you find all the success that you want in college and after. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me and getting letting me share my story. Thank you. As a reminder to our listeners, in this episode's show notes, you will find links to learn more about this week's guests and information on how you can cross this item off of your list. You can follow my adventures of crossing items off my bucket list on Instagram and Facebook. And as always, new episodes of this podcast are available to stream every Friday morning. We will meet you here next week. And until then, keep living out your list. <laughs> <laughs>